we also saw a third thing that we needed to ask the Lord to help us with, and that was that had to do with isolation. Uh, Proverbs 18 says, he who isolates himself seeks his own, his own pleasure, seeks his own heart. And so we read Judges chapter 18 and saw that the Danites ran over the people of Laish because the Bible says they had no ties with anybody. Two times in the book of Judges chapter 18, it talked about these people. They were people dwelling safely. They had everything they wanted, but they had no ties with anybody. So when the Danites attacked them, there was no one to help them. There was no one. And so it became, you know, we, it helped us to understand how that God placed it on the heart of Abraham to pursue relationship. In Genesis chapter 18, Abraham saw men passing by him. He didn't leave them to pass by. He pursued them, said, no, we have to talk. We have to, you have to come into my house. You have to get something, wash your feet and all that. So Abraham deliberately pursued relationship. And we saw also in 1 Samuel chapter 18 that as soon as um, David killed Goliath, Jonathan came to him and connected with him. And they built a relationship that preserved David's life. Jonathan staked his life and became friends with David. And that helped him, gave him gifts, and that helped to that helped him. But when Absalom was going to die in 18th chapter of 2nd Samuel. The Bible said Absalom was left alone. Everyone deserted him. His long hair hung on a tree. Even his horse that he rode on deserted him. Absalom was alone and that seemed to be the reason it was so easy for someone to get, there was nobody around him. So we begin to learn the power of relations. If you read First Kings 18, Elisha was saying, you have 450 prophets, but I am alone, I'm alone, I'm alone. I have nobody with me. In the next chapter, the Lord will tell him, I still have 7,000 prophets who have not bowed their knees to, to Baal. Um, but Elisha was alone in 1 Kings 18. And it's something that we began to pray about. Lord, please surround us with helpful relationships. We can't do well on our, all by ourselves. We need people around us at this time. Look at what happened to Moses in Exodus chapter 18. Moses starts from morning till evening counseling and talking with everybody, but his father-in-law relationship came to him and said, Moses, no, you can't do this. You're going to wear yourself out and you're going to wear everyone out. So it does seem to me that the Lord speaks, brings relationship. The Lord gives people in 18 seasons, whether it is 18th week, 18th year, or 18th Whatever it is, God has a way of bringing relationships because he knows survival in the 18th season is difficult. Acts of Apostles chapter 18, the Holy Spirit highlighted 
that Saul found Aquila and Priscilla because they were of the same trade. They had to start doing things together, this relationship. And God also had to tell him, say, look, Paul, don't be afraid. Speak and do not keep silent because I have many people in this city. And that relationship helps people in this season. So God helps with revelation in this season. And God helps with wisdom in this season. And God helps with relationships. But of course, God also helps with intercession. When we get to know what the Lord is doing, he strengthens us to intercede and pray. Before I get to that, in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus was talking about how to reconcile with an offended brother. If someone has something against you, go to him. Don't trivialize relationship in 18 seasons. Don't just stay by yourself. Go to him and speak to him. If he would not receive you, if he receives you, okay. If he doesn't, go to someone that gets one or two, but pursue relationship. Uh, if he doesn't listen to you, still report to the church. And just only after, if you have tried all this and it doesn't work, then regard him as a Gentile and um, a, a, an unbeliever. And that still doesn't make, like I've learned on this platform, still doesn't mean throw him away. Means still keep searching for a way to reconcile the lost back to the Lord. So we see that. Then the issue of intercession that in a season like this, we just need to trust the Lord to strengthen us in the place of intercession. Luke chapter 18 opens with this statement. He says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. That was a widow relentlessly uh, requesting that the unjust ruler should give her justice. So intercession. That's what Abraham did in Genesis 18. Abraham, when he heard that the Lord was going to destroy, that destruction was coming, he began to intercede. Lord, will you destroy, will, you, will the judge of the universe not do right? Will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? What if you find 50? And he began to dialogue with the Lord until he came to 10 and God said, if I see 10, I would not destroy the land. So intercession comes in. Nobody was interceding for Ahab. Instead, he had false prophets who surrounded him was just go, you're going to, you're going to do well. And that was how he perished. So the place of intercession, see what Jesus did for Peter in John chapter 18. He told him, Peter, there's something that just happened. Satan requested to have you. He requested to have you, maybe for an hour, maybe for just a few minutes, Satan requested, but I have prayed for you. And I didn't pray that he wouldn't come, but I just prayed that you would not lose your faith. That was the part that Jesus played in his life. And we saw the result of it, though he was tempted and he fell into the temptation, he denied the Lord Jesus Christ, but his faith did not fail. And I believe that was the result of the intercession of the Lord Jesus Christ. What I've seen is that the Lord opens up, helps us to 
to understand from his word patterns in his watching actually to find out this happened. In, in 2012, I was reading Psalm 119 and then saw that the, the chapter had 22 divisions. And I began to say to the Lord, just like any one of us can be curious and say, Father, why does this Psalm have 22 divisions? It's all about your word, but it has 22 divisions. Is there anything you can tell me about this? And then the Lord said something. He said, I'm going to tell you something about the number 21 and 22. That was strange to me. I have never heard anything like that before. And that had not been the line of my Bible studies. So I began to wait on the Lord for that season. And uh, something happened. As I was waiting on the Lord, I said, Lord, I would not travel in this season. I would, I would not preach outside my location until I've heard what you want to say. So the day after somebody came and said, there's an opportunity to go to Israel and you should be traveling. And there's an, a screening and order for pilgrimage. And that was how. But on the 14th day waiting, I said, Lord, Somehow I began to complain in my heart, said, Lord, I've been here. You said you were going to tell me something. I haven't heard what you want to say. That night, the Lord says something to me. He said, I have kept you here to tell you one thing. This is the 21st century. I said, Lord, this is the 12th year of the 21st century. He said, I have foreshadowed this century in the 21st book and 21st chapters of the Bible. Go and read them. I said, Lord, it will be difficult for me to tell anybody that unless you can show me that you had foreshadowed the first century in the first book of the Bible. The second century in the second book of the Bible. I have to see these centuries in all the books of the Bible the way you have showed me and then the Lord said, I will show you the same thing. And so I began to read the Bible and compare with the centuries and all that. To cut it short, he said, why would Nehemiah build a wall? Because in the 16th book of the Bible, because I, made, I had ordained that in the 16th century, a wall is going to be built between to cut off a section. And that's what happened in the Protestant Reformation. A wall was raised to shield one group from another that was building a wall. Why was there a search for Esther in the 17th book of the Bible? You say, because in the 21st, in the 20, in the 17th century, I will release my people to search for a place where they can worship with freedom, where they can do my will. That is why I led the pilgrims to the new world in America. And we kept just going. He said, why did I give hymns in the 19th century? He said, because the 19th book of the Bible is called Psalms. So when 19th century came, I released Psalms and hymns and songs to people and they just began to sing. He said, why did I pour out my spirit in the, 20, in the 20th century? He said, because I had promised in Proverbs, the 20th book of the Bible, in the first chapter, I said, if you turn at my rebuke, I will pour out my spirit unto you 
and I will reveal my word to you. He said, that's part of the reason the majority of the church began to preach wisdom because they just came to the book of wisdom. He said, but when you come into the 21st century, you have your search engines because the 21st book of the Bible is a product of research and searching and digging and telling. It's also a time to be preoccupied with fantasies and vanities of all kinds. That's also why you have to be bothered by climate change because this is the only book where I said, under the sun, 27, 31 times in 27 verses, that your century will be living under the sun. So God began to show that he had I made it. I can't, I don't know how I've been thinking, researching to find out what was in the mind of the people who, the, the bishop who arranged narratives of the Bible into chapters. I wanted to know what was his motivation? What was he looking for? But this has become very useful. God saying that I have left patterns for every season in my word. That when you go there, you see the pattern. It doesn't tell, but if we see the patterns and begin to seek after him, he can give details. So we see from the patterns in God's word that destruction comes in the 18th season. You know that in 2018, when Trump was president of the United States, he almost had a clash with the leader of North Korea. And we know what would have happened. He was dealing with somebody who was in isolation, isolated from everyone else, and then threatening the whole world with nuclear you know, weapons and all that. And he was ready to do anything. So the Holy Spirit indicates that in every 18th season, destruction is planned in the spirit. But God's people, if we learn the patterns of God, can get ready with wisdom, get ready with intercession and get ready with building relationship where we need to build relationship instead of just having confrontations and also getting into the place of intercession. So we need revelation, we need intercession, we need wisdom, and we, we, we need to just build relationships to be able to forestall whatever the enemy would have had. And it happens like that. So we do this every week with my little group here, just praying into the week ahead, praying into the month ahead, praying into the year ahead, when we look at patterns and see what the spirit might be indicating for that season. And that's how the things that I shared came about. Thank uh, you, Sue. Kim, I, I just need to say something here because that was a mouthful that we just took a drink out of the fire hydrant. And he's got on the global watch list, he's got this written out extremely well. And Kim, we just honor you because I've not witnessed this kind of perception of the foreshadowing and what God has done in the Bible. And it is absolutely a confirmation that God is watching over his word to perform it. And it will not return to him void. And Man. what you have just done has just nurtured the root systems. And I, I, I want to say that this week really highlights what the Global Watch is all about. We Early on in the prayer movement, we saw a lot of people gathering in great masses and calling forth, the, oh, the great a million, whatever. And I'm standing there and thinking, I don't want to be one in a million. I, I want to be known by... <laughs> And that's what I want to say all, to all of you. There's a uniqueness 
of, of building the connecting the root system so that we had, can stand securely in the days ahead. There's a strength that God is wanting to release on all of us. And I've witnessed the rhetoric between Russia and Ukraine and the manipulation and the control that's coming through the political systems, but it will never bring the answer. What we have just heard will bring the answer. And God is calling this company of people forward. Why? To prepare the way for his return. I'm seeing that so clearly today. And after Shirley's message last night, and with this that you brought forward, Lord, would truth take root in our hearts today? The revealed word made manifest for such a time as this. I pray, Father, that it reignites the fire of intercession in all of us and opens the eyes and ears to revelation for the hour that we are in. I pray renewed strength over every weary heart where the stone has closed off the tomb. We call forth life into those dry bones this day. And I'm going to pass it on to you, Kim. Can you just pray over us what is in your heart? Just pray it into the atmosphere because we need the strength of this of the watchman to rise up in the nations, to be bold and courageous in this hour and not cower in the tombs that we've been sent. Thank you. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Father, for your ecclesia. Thank you, Father, for this platform and how you're impacting us and shaping our lives. Lord, influencing what is happening in the nations. We just want to thank you. And Lord, I pray at this time in your name, Lord, that the grace that is needed for this hour, you will release the prophetic unction, the grace to see ahead, the grace to hear, even the drop of a pin. Lord, the grace to sit in conversations in the realm of the spirit and hear what is going on, that you release it, you pour it out upon your people. As we watch at the gates of time in the nations, Lord, that you pour this out upon your people. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that we're running ahead of time by your grace and not just we're not just reacting, but we're running ahead because, Lord, you know what lies ahead and you know what to do with what lies ahead. So, Father, we receive grace, Lord, to see and to hear and to keep pace with you at this time. We receive wisdom from you. Lord, we receive grace to stand in the place of intercession, in the place of relentless prayer, Lord, that men ought not to faint even in times like this. Lord, we, we receive grace to stand in this place. We receive wisdom. Lord, thank you for the relationship that you are building, Lord, on this platform and, and, and through this place. Lord, thank you that you are connecting us and weaving your net, Lord, that nothing escapes. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you, Father, for the giftings. Thank you, Father, for the anointings, Lord, for the callings that you have put on our lives. And we, we want to thank you. Let your name alone be exalted. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done in the nations as it is in your will. Lord, we want to thank you. Blessed be your name, O God, for your people. 
Thank you, Father, for hearing us. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Kim. I don't know about you, but I just, I marvel at what God is doing. I just, it is just such a privilege to be able to gather together virtually with people all around the world to hear God's word, to move forward together as he's building our hearts together, knitting our hearts together. And it is really for such a time as this. I'd like, Susan, any announcements? And then I'm going to have I'm going to ask Jenny to close us off in prayer again. And, and I, I just have something that I want to say before I, before Jenny prays. But Susan, what announcements do you have? We're at the end of the hour. This has been such a rich hour. I'm so thankful that these messages are recorded because there's no way we can get the whole thing in one shot. And Pastor Kim, you have an incredible, very unique gifting of putting these things together. And we're just, we're so thankful for you. And uh, so thankful for your minute. Over to you for any announcements. And just in alignment with Kim's word about Revelation, I put a link into a, a recent message by Joel Richardson, Understanding the Present War from a Biblical Perspective. I've listened to it twice now, and it, it really helps solidify some of the stuff that we've been through. But I, uh, the spirit of truth with wisdom is in it and it will help open your eyes to the present war situation in ukraine russia and i believe that there's a great battle that is being fought even as we stand here just simply seeking truth in the midst of all this manipulation control and war and you can just feel the rubber band being pulled between nations that's under it's not in the heavenly realms. It's really under the enemy realm of manipulation and control. And all the more reason that we need to stand with clear eyes, mindsets, and hearts before the Lord. That's where the battle will be won. I'd encourage you all to just get on that and listen to it. Put that in the chat, Sue. I did. I did. Okay. It's in the chat. Actually, actually, before Jenny closes us off in prayer, Shirley, you want to mute yourself? Do you have any final comments you'd like to make before we close no i'm good thanks fred okay again thank you shirley for just a just tremendous tremendous teaching and insight and word and all of this is just enriching us so much we're, we're really grateful and i don't know how to say this but jenny we're we've had this time of talking about esther and the esther anointings and i just want to say over you that god really has called you forth for such a time as this and i think it's just, we're, first of all, we're really honored that when you are giving up or turning over your various duties that you have held for so long and whatnot to other people, but then you're getting on and you're really participating in the Global Watch. I just want to say that we're so thankful for you because you have this wisdom and experience and passion. And the Lord has, I think, <clears throat> lightened your load so that you can go forward for such a time as this for some of it i think you're aware of some of it you're not aware of none of us are but but again it's just a great example to us of you holding open your hands and saying lord use me however you want to use me in this season ahead so we just want to honor you we're just very grateful for your participation in the global watch <clears throat> and we just want to say we need your wisdom <clears throat> in this hour we really need your wisdom and experience and and so don't be surprised that we're going to call on you quite a bit in the days ahead. So anyways, go ahead and close oh, us off. Oh, bless you, Fred. I, I've just jumped in the river and I have no idea where I'm going. 
I'm just going with Jesus. I'm like, <laughs> it's getting deeper and, and I'm just lost in it. I'm just, I just mentioned this morning when we had the worship song on, on the journey before Shirley spoke, I had a vision of angels and they had swords, long swords in sheaths and one word from the Lord and all the swords came up. So I was pondering, you get these visions at times and you try to connect them to what is the relevant thing? You're, you try to earth it. What are you saying? And then during your message, Shirley, you were speaking about the prophetic in warfare. And I realized the Lord was encouraging us that in, we, if only we'd probably not be able to cope with, we could see there's the whole glorious spiritual realm and what is happening now and then the Lord will just give us a fleeting vision of something and then him tonight he was saying let not the enemy take us unawares and all that he was sharing and these little visions they strengthen us and I'm thinking yes but we've got the angels with us and they've got these big swords and one word from the Lord and out comes these big swords. And it's like a prophetic vision from the Lord that strengthens that we are, and what a beautiful word, Kim, that you brought. We are not alone, but also we have the whole army of God that following Jesus in the spiritual battle. And that, Father, I just, I just thank you so much that we are not contending with the enemy alone, that we are marching in your army and you are equipping us with everything that we need in our arsenal, Father. And I thank you for the angels, Lord, that you have prepared that at any moment you call them to battle, you call them to get out the swords, Lord, you call them to help us in all that you're calling us up to. So. Father, we, this has been a wonderful day and we thank you so much, Father, for everything that you're imparting to us. And we just declare the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. All God's people said, Amen. Everybody unmute yourselves, wave to each other. God bless you in the name of the Lord. It's great to see you. Be strong and have good courage. Amen. Amen. Amen.